What are the three biggest challenges facing the Boston Celtics as they close this regular season out? I got mental, I got fine-tuning, I got rest, and it's all on a live YouTube broadcast right now on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Be ever ready, recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can't. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team, step back. We gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corral is above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Rain and Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network where it's your team every day and I've got you covered every single day, Monday through Friday, with a free, fresh podcast that drops directly to your device. So make sure you're subscribed. Whatever app you use, this show is there. We have bonus podcasts on the weekends when they play like Saturday night uh, when they play the Knicks, but Saturday night, YouTube only because there's a transition going on behind the scenes where the audio is is not going to be available, but YouTube-only bonus podcast after the Knicks game Saturday night. So subscribe on the YouTube page. Hop into the comment section. Let me know what you're thinking. If you're new to the show, I'm John Corrales. Used to play a long time ago. Now I'm covering the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. Today I decided, what the hell? Let me just go live on YouTube to see, you know, wait, let's just see what's up. I always will uh, maybe stream a, a recorded, a pre-recorded version as a premiere. So it's kind of as live, but this one is live. So shout out to everybody in the comments. Thanks for uh, hopping on and checking out the live broadcast. Today's show is going to be the three biggest challenges facing the Celtics down the stretch over the last 27 games. Later on, I'll get to the rest portion. In the second segment, I'll talk about fine-tuning without giving up the game plan, but I'm going to start with the mental challenge because I think that is the biggest issue. Today's show brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash MBA. That's linkedin.com slash MBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The Celtics are 43 and 12. They are winning 78% of their games. As I've said on this podcast before, if they continue to win 78% of their games, they will get to 64 wins, which is just a huge monster number. One of the best seasons in Celtics history. To beat 64 wins, the second place Cleveland Cavaliers would have to get to 65 and to get to 65, they'd have to go 29-0 and 0 the rest of the way. So, all of that is to say, the Celtics have the East pretty well in hand. And let me tell that is a dangerous place to be. I can talk about injuries. I can talk about Chris Stops Porzingis. I can talk about all of that. People are bringing that up. Uh, obviously, the any team, any team can say health is an issue. But we know the Porzingis thing is the you know a bigger a bigger threat to happen but so far so good i think the Celtics have done a great job and he's been aside from stepping on some people's feet which i prefer not to have happen he's been okay mostly okay so i'm not you know injuries aside 
this mental challenge of being 43 and 12, having a six game lead with 27 games for the Celtics to play, 29 for the Cavs to play, and knowing that the Cavs have to be damn near perfect. And it's the Cavs. Yeah, they've stepped up, but they're they're not going to go 29 and 0, right? That's just that would be insane. They're not that good. Knowing that they have that much of a pad is kind of dangerous. It's like having that 20 point lead in the middle of the third quarter. You're so damn close. You're so damn close to finishing this thing out. And you're like, got it. Not a problem. And it's not just the Celtics. This happens across the board in the NBA. It's not exclusive to the Boston Celtics, but knowing that they've got that, it's very easy to come out and say, ah, not a big deal that, that we lost this game. Not a big deal that we lost that game. Okay. So maybe the Cavs don't have to go 29 and 0. They just have to go 27 and two. That's still not very doable. Right. But as you get down 26 and three, 25 and four, Hmm. 24 and five, you start getting down further on. You're like, you know what? That's, that's not out of the question. And you start to fall into a, a little bit of a rut and you just don't want to get caught up in that. Now I know the Celtics, like this Chicago game is, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent confident in the Chicago game, right? It's uh first game out of the break. Tatum and Brown have played in the all-star game. So they're on their little vacations. So they're coming fresh off of vacation. I don't know about you, but that first day back off of vacation for me is a little foggy, right? You don't come in at your hundred percent best. You know, when you're in Puerto Rico, like uh, Jalen Brown was, which shout out to JB for uh, going down to Puerto Rico, turning a vacation into an opportunity to do something good. Uh, I think uh, just side note, right? Jalen with his trip to Puerto Rico and, and having that be uh, a charitable thing. And uh, Jason with the, the million dollars to go to single moms in St. Louis to help them put down payments on a house, hell of a way to lift people up. Just want to give those guys a little shout out for doing really good work. Uh, I think Celtics fans should feel lucky that Tatum and Brown are there and doing these incredible charitable things. You got good dudes on this team for all of the outside noise of they haven't won yet. And blah, 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 blah. You got good dudes on this team. And for, for people to cut down Tatum and Brown in this city in Boston, like that's so short sighted. This should be, they should be two guys embraced by this town that the fact that some people are sitting there going like, Oh, I don't know about these two guys. These are two guys never get into any kind of trouble, never sniffing any kind of trouble, always find upstanding citizens trying to do things to help the community, all of that stuff. That's just how they're how, how these guys aren't like embraced as sports heroes in this town is beyond me. That's a side note. Those guys are, however, going to be coming fresh off of vacation into Chicago if I'm going from Puerto Rico, a beach chilling to Chicago on February 22nd, cold as who knows what, uh, I might not be the happiest dude in the world. So let's just not pay too much attention to what happens in Chicago. Hey, maybe they, maybe it won't be an issue and good. But going in 
with that in mind, if they lose to Chicago, not the biggest deal in the world, but if they start to falter a little bit, March is a very road heavy schedule. They, they have a home stretch with Philly, Dallas, Golden State. That'll be pretty hype. But then you go Cleveland, Denver, Phoenix, Portland, Utah. Portland, Utah back-to-back is just horrible. You start to have these little like, oh, okay, they could lose that game. They could lose this game. They could lose that one. Um, and then as we get into the, the stuff I'm talking about later on in the third segment where guys are going to be resting, the challenge here is staying sharp. Joe Missoula why I think Joe Mazzullo is doing a great job this year is he's focusing so much on the mental side of things, the mentality here for this team to stay focused, to treat each game as one of 82 and treat them all appropriately. That is a very difficult challenge for this team. And you've got the playoffs right there. You've done kind of what you need to do in this regular season. You just got to cross this little shallow stream, right? You just got to wade across this little bit to get to the other side. But the current is pretty strong and you got to be careful of not getting swept away in that current because you weren't, you weren't, you know, sure of your footing. You didn't have the proper footing and you slip and you get carried away. Like you don't want to slip in this situation. It's very difficult. The mental challenge of getting through these last 27 games with the playoffs on the on the horizon and the rest that's coming up and all of that stuff, it's going to be, if you can focus there, if the Celtics can focus and get through this and still get to 78% of their wins, if they can get to that 64-win plateau, I will be massively impressed because this is a problem for many good teams in this situation. Fine tuning might be a way to prevent that. That might be a way for, for Joe Missoula to say, Hey, you got to stay focused because we've got all of these things to do, which I'll explain that in just a second. Today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn jobs is a tool that small businesses need to use because we know that when you're hiring for a small business, you need to find those quality professionals that are right for your role. Brad Stevens is putting a team together, has put a team together that fits you as a small business owner. You want to put a team together that fits as well. And LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion with a B professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to the professionals you can't find anywhere else. And LinkedIn does all of that while making the process easy and intuitive. And they've even launched a feature that helps you write your job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And with two and a half million small businesses using LinkedIn for hiring, that's a lot of qualified candidates getting hired right now on LinkedIn Jobs. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockdownNBA. That's linkedin.com slash LockdownNBA. To post your job for free, terms and conditions apply. Thank you for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Go check out Lockdown Sports today after this live stream is done on YouTube. Go check them out on YouTube and go to the Amazon Fire app. The Amazon Fire app has this free Fire TV channels app. You can find Lockdown Sports today there as well. 24-7 Sports Talk. The Lockdown Celtics podcast shows up every once in a while there. So go check it out uh, on YouTube or on the free Fire TV channels app on Amazon Fire 
TV. The second biggest challenge for me, as far as the Celtics goes, more than finding the rest, because they will have time to rest. I'm not, uh, I'm, there's a reason why I'm saving that for last. The fine tuning here is where I think the Celtics need to kind of finish off what they started, right? They need to finish things off here. Uh, and first of all, by, I need to finish off saying thanks to everybody who are in the comments section. I'm just taking a quick scroll through here. Uh, I'm going to take a, a quick, uh, hi, Troy. Hi, Robin. Robin is a regular. Landon is a regular. Uh, shout out to all you guys who are here. Um, I see Brandon. I see Philip Hart. Uh, you guys are all here on a regular basis. So shout out to all of you. Thanks to everybody who's here on a regular basis. My everydayers really appreciate you. So let's get back to uh, the fine tuning. The Celtics need to get all of their curveballs, so to speak, in order. Uh, they need to get their zone together. That two-one-two, which is a very free-flowing kind of defense, and with with how free-flowing it is, it's it, it it needs to be like the communication needs to be kind of hemmed up here. And if you're talking about the mental challenge of the last 27 games, throwing a ton of zone out there and forcing the guys to talk and communicate can be a great way to kind of stimulate that mental challenge and work on fine tuning because they're going to need that zone defense. They are not going to play a ton of zone in the playoffs. I just don't think they're going to play a ton of zone in the playoffs. You, the teams in, in the, the playoffs are just tougher. They're better. Um, even a team that, that was kind of struggling shooting like the Knicks, they've added shooting. So it's tough to, to play zone against a good shooting team. What the zone is going to be against these teams in the playoffs is mostly a curveball, something that throws them off, that throws off their timing, that, that's an unpredictable kind of thing. NBA players are so good at recognizing things and recognizing tendencies in real time, especially when it's playoff teams and, and you've got like the three best opponents that you can face heading into the NBA finals. To use a zone a ton will be difficult. You can use it for as long as it works and, you know, I know Miami used it a ton because it kept on working. The Celtics in the, against Miami uh, just couldn't couldn't get their shots to fall if they ever got to shoot shooting their normal uh, their normal percentage. That that entire series would have gone differently. They just never could. So it's hard to play zone exclusively and especially hard for the Celtics to play zone because unlike Miami, they never do. So they need to. I think kind of spam the zone defense for a while and, and go through long stretches, even if it's ineffective. Now this is going to be the hard part to watch. You're going to see them against maybe Chicago. You're going to see them against maybe Philly or one of these teams coming up where for a majority of a quarter, they just hit you with that zone. And maybe it's a first quarter. Maybe it's a first quarter where uh, against a bad team where they, they kind of want to hide the fact that they're playing a, a zone defense. Maybe they're, they're not going to do it on national TV. They're going to wait for like uh, Portland, West Coast, 1030. Maybe, maybe 
they use it in the third quarter of that Portland game, kind of like tuck it away in a weird little spot where people may not be watching. They're not going to find a lot of uh, people up. The East Coast teams aren't going to be up that late. They're not going to be scouring. Maybe you kind of like hide it. It's gonna. It's a weird little game of game sh- gamesmanship. But you kind of like hide your what you're trying to do in spots where maybe teams aren't going to have a ton of film on it. So if it and, and it may not work, but you have to keep watching for that. Little offensive things. Like I I had a whole segment recently about Jalen Brown running running the point down the stretch of a close game. If I don't know, let's say one of these games. Hey, maybe Denver, maybe Phoenix, maybe one of those good teams that could be potential finals opponents. Maybe you throw, maybe you throw Jalen in there a lot against those teams and be like, here, here, take, look at this, look at this, look at this, be distracted by this. And then you can say, oh, we've got a bunch of film of Jalen not being great at this. And so if they go to this, we can do X, Y, and Z. Meanwhile, the Celtics are getting the film on it. You throw Jalen out there. He kind of sort of sucks against Denver or kind of sort of sucks against Phoenix. And like you get that film on it in practice. Now you never do it again, right? You, you kind of pretend like we did it. It sucks. We're getting away from it. You just never do it again. You get a bunch of film on it, but in practice in shoot arounds, you're hammering that point home with Jalen. This is what you're doing. This is what you're doing. This is what you're doing. Maybe you sprinkle it in a couple of possessions in a second quarter here, a possession in the first quarter here. You just try a couple of things. You're like, oh, all right. But you, again, you're trying to hide it from the opposition. Gamesmanship. This is why it's a challenge. You've got to find a way to fine tune these little things. Again, all of these little things are going to be sporadic. All of the stuff that we've seen all season long. I just, if you go to bostonsportsjournal.com, I do a whole, I have a whole video breakdown of horn sets that they run. They're going to run horns all throughout the regular season, all throughout the postseason. Everybody knows that you're going to see it. They're going to run flare screens throughout the postseason. They're going to run uh, post-ups. They're going to do a lot of that stuff that everybody knows. That's just what their offense is. These things that I'm talking about, little things, guys, you know, even if it's double big, even if it's double big Luke and Kristaps or double big Luke and Al Horford, if they have a big stretch of, hey, let's get Luke some reps reps with Al Horford, maybe that's a just-in-case Porzingis goes down. Let's sneak some of these reps in there with Luke and and try to fine-tune some of that as well in case he needs to. Let's get some film. Let's get what's the right combination around Luke. You can't play O'Shea Brissett with Luke Cornett together. Can you play Tillman with Luke Cornett together? These are non You can't have more than one non-shooter on the floor. Is Tillman going to do well enough with Luke? You're going to start playing these different combinations. That's fine-tuning. So doing that over 27 games while still trying to win those 27 games, while staying mentally engaged those 27 games, that's a big challenge for the Celtics. They're going to have to sneak a lot of that in. And they're going to have to find a way to get it right before the postseason starts. Up next, the rest. Where can they sneak in some rest? How do they how do they approach the last month and a half of the season to get Tatum and Brown and all these guys ready for game one of the postseason, but ready like rested ready? I'll talk about that in just a second. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel, our good friends over at FanDuel. 
They're America's number one sports book. And it's because they do things like give you $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. Go on to fanduel.com slash locked on. You can see it right there on the bottom of the screen. Fanduel.com slash locked on. New customers sign up there. You get $150 in bonus bets. All you got to do is place a bet, a $5 bet, and win. Then you can use your bonus bets to bet on things like quick bets, same game parlays, exclusive props. It's an easy to use app. It's super cool. And they've got all of the tools that you need to protect yourself. I'm a big proponent. Hey, look, if you want to go bet on sports, go for it, but don't overextend yourself. They don't want you to overextend yourself. You shouldn't do it either. They've got tools so you can set your limits, set your parameters. You can gamble responsibly by spending whatever your disposable income is for that particular time. Super fun way to enjoy sports. And hey, maybe you can make a little bit of money at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Go shoot your shot. FanDuel is the official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Thanks for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Go check out Locked On NBA. If you missed the Wednesday show with me and Jake Madison, we yelled at Doc Rivers for a while, plus some other fun stuff. We talked about the All-Star game. We talked about Nikola Jokic possibly maybe someday teaming up with his good buddy, Luka Doncic. So it's all in the Locked On NBA podcast. Rotating hosts all week long. Go check it out wherever you got this podcast. Uh, once again, shout out to everybody who's here on the live stream I see all the comments flying in. Uh, I can see double big Tillman, Troy. Maybe maybe they go double big with Tillman. He's a guy that can come in. Uh, Tillman and Porzingis would be an interesting combination. Those are all parts of the things. All of these different big combinations is the um, is part of the fine-tuning. And as always, Landon has the best comment. Jay King must be stopped at all costs. Uh, and thank you, Ramiro for the uh for the gangstar references uh also uh i do love wearing my shirts over here so thanks everybody in the comment section uh if you're missing it if you're on the audio uh feed sorry uh just figured i'd do a fun live youtube thing so shout out to everybody there of course everybody who's listening on audio thank you so much for listening every day whatever you're doing to get ready we're going to get into the final challenge here for the celtics heading into the rest of the regular season, which is finding appropriate rest. These guys need to ramp up. And I think one of the most important parts of the final stretch here, and you know, maybe, maybe April is the time to do it because they have every other day in April. Plus they have one, one more back-to-back New York, Charlotte at home, April 11th and 12th. Um, and then they kind of have like a week off as the play-in tournament gets set. And the playoffs start the 20th or the 21st. So the Celtics have to find the appropriate amount of rest while ramping up the minutes. Get into that playoff cadence. And again, doing all of this while still winning games, you cannot sacrifice too many games unless... You, I mean, unless the the Cavs really go, you know, have have a bad stretch. Every game the Cavs lose is a game the Celtics have a little bit more wiggle room, so you can feel a little bit better about that. But you want to get into the every other day or first round every two days kind of thing where Tatum and Brown and Porzingis they're starting to play more minutes. So 
I can see games where Porzingis is starting to ramp up and play a few more minutes. Uh, Horford starts to ramp up and plays a few more minutes, but then gets a day off, right? And so looking at the schedule early on, you're not going to start this in February, so that doesn't really matter much. I'm looking at March and April. So you've got two full weeks of April schedule and then two full weeks at the end of March. So it's four weeks of opportunities, but you also have back-to-backs. So I'm going to start on March 17th, Washington on the road, Detroit at home. You already split Horford and Porzingis there anyway. So maybe you start with two days off before the Washington game. Maybe you start uh, Horford and, and you know hold Porzingis out and you give Porzingis a few days off and then you play him at home a bunch and you give Horford a few more minutes and then he gets two days off before Milwaukee and then you do another two days off and maybe you go Porzingis against Detroit again and then Horford against Chicago on the 23rd on that back-to-back. You start to mix up. Maybe Tatum and Brown split the 17th and 18th and you give Tatum three days off because he's got a bunch of minutes. Brown's missed a few games this year. He's got a few, you know, he he has a, a little less mileage on the legs. But you start to split up in that Washington-Detroit back-to-back, the Detroit-Chicago back-to-back on the road. You split those two up, and maybe you give Brown and Tatum days off in those back-to-backs. Then then you get to Atlanta, and you have two games in Atlanta. 24th is a day off, a Saturday. They play Monday. Two days off, they play Thursday. A day off, and then they play in New Orleans. So that's a very good stretch. You can kind of like, with the two days off, you, you go hard. Both games in Atlanta, maybe somebody misses the game in New Orleans. And then that's the final two weeks where you go every other day and maybe somebody takes the Charlotte game off. Maybe somebody takes the one of the New York and Charlotte back-to-back on the at-home game off. Those are days to kind of mix in a day of rest for Tatum, a day of rest for Brown, a day of rest. I mean, Derek White has... He's not going to play all 82 this time around because he had the kid in the middle of the season. So he can get a day of rest. Holiday is a big guy that you can get some rest in here. All the while, getting guys like Tillman and maybe Jaden Springer when he gets back to to full health, uh, getting those guys some reps. These are opportunities to get those guys a few reps so they can start getting acclimated. Getting that rest, the appropriate amount of rest, and getting them onto a playoff rhythm. So more so than just sitting out and getting your legs like, oh, get off your feet, buddy. It's get into the playoff rhythm of 40 minutes, two days off, 40 minutes, day off, whatever that playoff is, you get these guys ramped up. So starting that four-week plan for me, you start getting a little bit higher, a little bit higher, a little bit higher. Maybe maybe on March 17th, you start playing Tatum and Brown regularly. You start getting up to 38, 39 minutes just, just to get them the minutes. So keep that in mind if, let's just say, they're beating the pants off of Washington. And you say, oh, they got to sit the whole fourth quarter. Well, you don't want to disrespect the other team. Maybe that's a game where, hey, we're gonna play, we're gonna play Tatum and Brown just a tick longer 
than you think we should because we're trying to get their minutes up ready for the playoffs. So in any one of these games, starting there in the middle of March to the end of April, if you see a blowout and you're like, why are these guys getting so many minutes in a blowout? That's part of the plan. You got to start ramping these guys up. If you, you start to transition at the end of this regular season into playoff mode, you start to transition into get yourself ready so you can handle the workload there. And you do it now, middle of March, early March, whatever. So the legs, you can work through the soreness. You can work out that lactic acid. You can go through your treatment. You can see how guys' bodies react and see if you can slowly get them up to speed. Get Porzingis. They've done a really great job with Porzingis all season long. Now you have to start pushing him a little bit more, which could, uh, does come with a risk, but you can't just turn it on in the playoffs. You can't just go from 25 minutes or 28 minutes or whatever to 40 minutes. You can't just start doing that because the body will get too fatigued and then you really run the risk of an injury. So it's that appropriate ramp up. Keep that in mind if they are winning by a lot or maybe losing by a lot. Some of these guys are going to be playing longer stretches. So don't lose your minds when that happens. Those are the three biggest challenges. If you haven't, if you're on the live stream and you've already commented, really appreciate all of you guys uh, commenting along the way. But, and yes, Tyler, we do want the, we do want Chris Opsworthingis to be healthy. That's the number one option, but you have to make sure that he's ramped up and ready to go. Thank you for commenting there. Uh, if you're listening after the fact or watching after the fact, hop into the comment section and make sure you're voicing your opinion. Let us know. What do you think about these three challenges that the Celtics face? Uh, make sure you're subscribed. If you're new to the show, whatever your podcasting app, Monday through Friday podcast, bonus podcast on the weekend. Again, Saturday night is a unique situation because we're going through a transition behind the scenes. So no audio bonus podcast, but a video YouTube bonus podcast from New York. I will be in New York for that game. So if you're in New York, uh, come say hi. If you're at MSG, uh, I will be there for that. Uh, so make sure you're subscribed on YouTube as well. And I would love it if everybody can share the podcast, spread the word, tell your friends, tell everybody they should be listening to and watching the Locked On Celtics podcast. It's right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.